Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes and with me for the fourth time ever is Danny Fisher. Danny, welcome. Andy, back. pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. We finally got you in the podcast studio. I know. Would you describe this? You know, you're like the, the listeners, you know, you're their kind of proxy. They can't come into this place. Would you kind of describe, be their eyes? What do you What do you see? Well, I, I look around and I see... How about just where is this place? Start with Right, that. well, this is... In the way back, back of the cube, um, above the bat cave. So, um, yeah, I look around and I see golf books from God knows how long ago, thanks to Peter Donahue, and there's pictures of beautiful courses and some golf practice memorabilia. So, yeah, it's cool. It's like a little museum back here. Yeah, Peter has put in a lot of work to make it pretty cool. It's good, you know. It's good atmosphere. It's gets Seriously. the brain going. I agree. Yeah. Um, like speaking of Peter Donahue, yeah. what is what was your uh, first memory of Peter Donahue? Oh my gosh. Um, or most prominent. I don't know if I can pinpoint to one. It's just the stories you get sucked into a conversation, and little do you know, you're there for an hour, and time has flown by. So, um, yeah. Gosh, I've learned a lot from Peter. So, what's do yeah. you have an example? So I don't that's what the people are here for. Got yeah. One memory of something. Um, or maybe not. It's okay. It's just a lot jumbled up at the moment. Every time I run into him, it's something new. So um, we talk a lot about kind of me and what's going on, and then I, I try to pick his brain on just different types of golf shots. And Has he ever helped you with something technique-wise? Um, he's been an extra set of eyes at one point, Okay, for sure. Um, just kind of confirming what I what I feel. And what was that? Um, I think it might have been my wrist at the top of my backswing. Because okay. I, like I like to feel a little cupped, but of course too much cup is no bueno. So Got it. Somewhere right in the middle. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The more you know. Yep. Yep. Um, so at I feel like these podcasts started as like, let's... Let's interview Danny Fisher because, you know, he's a college golfer from the golf practice. But now it's like, I've got to know you a little better. It's just a little more right. like conversational. Like what's, I don't know, what's going on? Like what's up? What's going on in your life? Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, what's what's on your mind? Right. It's funny. Um, so what, I got back from school. I just finished my junior year. Um, and now I guess just starting my senior year, go back. Monday and today is Wednesday, so pretty soon here. Um, things are good. Been playing a lot of tournaments. I feel like I was just talking with my mom about this. I feel like I've really haven't had a dedicated practice day in a while. It's just been kind of jumping around from tournament to tournament. So game feels good, not amazing, I would say. Um, but yeah, just hanging out. Had a doctor's appointment this morning, so feeling refreshed. Um, just an annual physical, nothing important. Yeah, but we don't need to go into the details. <laughs> 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 Deep dive. But yeah, no, starting to 
pack up my clothes tonight for school. So, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. it's coming up. Yeah. Um, your summer, you played lots of tournaments. Uh, let's go. Best score, worst score. Best score sixty two, which okay. was exciting. Um, at, at, can you give a little more? What? Yeah, that was at Glen Flora okay. in the CDGA Am stroke play, and then worst score was eighty. And I think just once I shot 80. Okay. And where, where is that? Illinois Am round two with fellow golf practicer Logan Dubinsky. Oh, West, Westmoreland. Westmoreland. Wow. Um, yeah. So how would you, like, how how far apart were those rounds in, uh, you know, just like time, like time-wise? When did they, um, when was the first one and then when was the... A second, maybe almost a little less than a month. Okay. Yeah. So sixty-two was end of June, and then the eighty was maybe July twentieth. Oh. So what? I imagine like after shooting sixty-two, did you just? I mean, did you feel like you're never gonna shoot above par like ever again? Oh my gosh, the hole looks like a as big as this table, a bucket. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember. So it was a thirty-six hole day. Okay. So I shot sixty-two in the morning round. And then I felt like I played bad in the afternoon round and shot 67. Okay. So I was, I mean, yeah, that's as about as good as it gets in terms of how confident you are on the golf course. But, yeah, I mean, it's so funny how the game of golf changes so quickly. Last week at the Illinois Open, I felt like I was in shambles for a lot of it. So, And I was like, gosh, like, man, you just shot whatever a month ago, and now you're like this? Like, ugh, but... Oh, I guess that's just the well, game. We found, yeah, that's the game. So, eight, yeah. I mean, so eighteen <laughs> shots difference between, yeah, right. between the two. Um, so what? I, I guess like what happened? Oh, let's start. Okay, sixty-two came Ooh. first. Um, was that just like everything? What did it feel like? Did it feel like a crazy round of golf, or did it just feel like it was just an easy walk? No, in the park? I mean the the thought of a low number didn't really creep up on me. I mean, I. Did you know where you stood? Like, do you know where you stand? Always, yeah. Okay. I mean, I like okay. I'm sitting at four under right now. Yeah. Or two over. Yeah. I, at what point did it get like a little bit uncomfortable? That's a great question. So I was both my nines. It was a par seventy. So maybe it's a fake sixty-two. It's eight under. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not even that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good. <laughs> um, so I shot four under on each side. And my birdies came in bunches, okay. which probably helped okay. to calm the nerves. So I birdied 13, 14, and then 17, 18, okay. and then birdied 5 through 8. So I started on 10. Got it. So okay. it was kind of a heater to close. So it was kind of like a normal round until the end. Basically, yeah. I mean, the putt on 18 was nice. I was like sitting at 3 under. I made a 5-footer on 17 for birdie. Okay. Made a 25-footer on 18 for birdie. Oh. So I was like, okay, like. Nice, but like we're still kind of cruising. Yeah, I know the golf course well and felt comfortable. Um, and then I just strained together kind of a bunch of bad pars. Like on hole four, I had 50 yards in and missed the green oh. and got up and down. But what's um, your miss there? Is that a fat or thin? Yeah, it's just a little, st- probably a little chunky. Chunky, short, um, short. It was just short. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was like an easy up and down. But okay, you know, 50 yards. You're trying to sure. trying to make that thing. Um, but yeah, five. I hit a good one in there from like 110 yards made birdie six made a 25 footer seven hit it to four feet 
and then eight made like a ten footer. And then last hole of the day, nine, I had a ten footer and one eighty lipped it for sixty one, which I would have found out would have been the course record. So wow. I so I tied the course record. One eighty lipped, so it yeah, just lipped so out. Yeah, it was a pretty hard lip out. Jeez. Um, almost to the point Did where I was like walking it in? in a little bit. Oh, okay. Not really. Wow. I didn't. I mean, at that point, it's like, this is in for sure. Oh, my God. Well, right. The hole just looks so yeah. big. And the, my feel in my hands was so good that day. So, oh. um, Okay. Feel in your yeah. hands. So, talk, right. let's so talk about that. I'm tr- yeah. We're trying to say, what, you f- like, what is it like to, right. so to when do that? What's putting going well, well. Yeah. Usually, I always hit the ball pretty good. Okay. So, the difference between me, usually, I, you know, you hang around even par. But to get the putter sure. going, can shoot pretty low scores. Um yeah, there's just a feel in my hands where I know I'm going to start the ball in line. For me, mm-hmm. putting, my speed's always pretty good. Yeah. And I do a pretty good job during my practice rounds and the morning of on the putting green to really dial in the speed. I have a couple speed drills that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so, gosh, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, just like what it feels like to yeah. th- when you're playing well, like what does like what's going well, I guess. Uh, yeah. And you, yeah, you talked about your hands. Right. It's just the putter. Okay. Really. And in the hands, I can feel. So I feel the low point in my swing. My tendency okay. is to get too steep. Okay. So when I feel the low point and really all of my golf is felt in my right arm and hand. Okay. So it's like a putter. I'm tossing my right hand, mm. chipping all the speeds created with my right hand and same in the full swing. So. Um, when I feel like that feel is good, I'm really comfortable and freed out to do kind of whatever I want. Um, when my tempo gets off a little bit, which it probably did at that Westmoreland round or just other poor rounds, then I feel like I can kind of get exposed, but yeah. So it's all, it's all right hand based for me. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Which is, I don't, it's tough to describe, but. So driver, it's been pretty good. There's a podcast, maybe it was the first one where you, you had a round and had to be a first year. Hawaii or something. Bahamas. Maybe. Bahamas. That's yeah. that. And you're like, mm-hmm. do you remember talking? You're like, there's like an 80 yard wide fairway and you like missed it to the right oh, or something. Yeah, and I was aiming up the left. Yeah, I do remember that. I still remember that shot. It was a par five. Um, driver's good. I found out that teeing it lower. Okay, has helped me out. Great. Um, and yeah, I keep it in play. I try not to miss left, and the only miss is kind of a spinning right ball. So, mm-hmm. is there anything that you've like done? Like, what's has it just been more practice? Is there anything you've changed in how you've approached driver? Just gotten better at it. Yeah, I mean, I, my swings improved tremendously since freshman year. Um, All right. way more on plane. Let's get into it. Where was where yeah. was it? Where so was it? Where is it now? I was taking it way up and like almost Matt Wolf. If you can picture that, not that dramatic, but like my left arm, I'm a righty. My left arm is getting disconnected, so okay. I still to this day have a glove pit, <laughs> a glove under my armpit, mm-hmm. my left armpit to keep me connected in the backswing. And from there, it's letting my arms go first. Got it. When my hips go first, the club gets behind, and it's a way right miss. Got it. So it's feeling like my club head passes the belt. That has been the feel for like the last year. Club head. Okay. Club, club head. head passes belt. When? At the ball. Or at as opposed to what? No, as early as it can, actually. Got so, it. okay. Realistically, in the downswing, I don't want my hips to move. <laughs> or that's what you feel like you're doing. Of course, they're going to yeah, move. Right. But yeah, that's Got the feel. It. 
And so you just practice that a ton? Or yeah, is there... it's more just rehearsals. Got it. Um, and then, yeah, it's a lot of... I found out that, you know, beating balls is only going to do so much for me, but kind of visually in my head, and maybe that's a meditation thing, um, picturing me being super patient and transition from the backswing to downswing has helped. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, okay, the 80. That's more yeah, it was a tough day. A few weeks later. Um, right. You said that was round two. What was what did you shoot in round one? Sixty nine. So okay, <laughs> I think I was like tied for third, maybe. Um, so what was that day? What was that day like, and how did that feel different than the first round? No, than the sixty. Well, oh. the first round or sixty two. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's so funny. It's just not that different. It's just strings of shots get off. Um, my motto, kind of this summer, has been like, all right, if I hit it in the fairway, I can make birdie, and if not, find a way to make par. And I felt like during that 80, the conditions were tough. Greens were super firm and fast. And I just didn't keep it below the hole. Because with me and my short game, like if I keep it below the hole, at worst, you're making bogey and yeah. probably par. So, um, yeah, it was frustrating. But luckily, made the cut. And, yeah. I mean, it happens. It was fine. Hey, didn't your mom tell you you, did, you missed the cut? That was at the Illinois Open. Oh. Ended up making the cut on the number, but... Got it. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. She just didn't know? Well, there were still groups out there, so the cut line was moving. Oh, got it. Um, Did you believe her? Oh, yeah. I thought I was totally missing the cut. Got it. Yeah. And then you checked or stayed around. Did you stay? No. Because it was top 50 in ties. Yeah. And it was exactly T50. So one more guy in there, and we're all knocked out. But it worked out well. Yeah. Great. Uh Uh-huh. Um, how do you I don't know how do you make sense of having such a big difference between like your best round and your worst round and and do you sorry I mean just like everyone has that you know what I mean this isn't just you it's like everyone probably has I think 18 let me think for me yeah probably 18 Say 18 shots difference between their best and worst round of the year is probably a fair thing for everyone. But everyone, when they think, when they have that bad round, they just think it's the worst thing that that ever possibly happened to them. And you're just, I don't know, just kind of talking about it normally. Yeah. I've learned, and granted, if you talked to me a year ago, I probably would have been really upset about it. And for sure, I was upset about it two hours after the round. Um but yeah, I t- listened to Colin Morikawa say one thing, and not that I'm comparing myself to Colin Morikawa, but similar I, swings. Yeah, I consider myself a good ball striker, and you know, I if and there's a lot of days where I walk off the course and I hit it bad, or I walk off a practice session and hit it bad. Yeah. But yeah, it just doesn't seem to bother me anymore because there's like this inner confidence that I feel like I now possess that I know that I'm a good ball striker, and I don't have to prove it to myself every day. So walking mm-hmm. off that, when I shoot 80, all right, it happened, and I shot one under the next round, and life's fine. It's all part of it. Right. Yeah, it's part of the journey. So, wow. yeah, take it as it comes, and yeah. There's a philosopher named Alan Watts. You ever heard of him? Sure. He's yeah. got a, he says, like, the, talks about, like, a wave, you know, in the ocean. Okay. The wave has, like, it's like a crest, top of the wave, bottom of the wave. 
two distinct parts of the wave, but you couldn't have a wave without both parts hmm. of the wave. That's awesome. That's his way yeah. of saying, like, right. the ebbs it, and flows. It's all just together. It's all the thing. Like, right. If you shot 62 yeah. every time, I mean, and you'd probably be really how rich, are you? But, do you know, know the story of the Chinese farmer? No, I mean, maybe. Tell me it. Gosh, well, I want to look it up here. Let's look it up. I mean, we have no, there's no edit. I mean, we can always edit this part so out this at is, the end. This is really good. Whenever I'm feeling maybe a little stressed. Okay. Um, ugh. I mean, you're really speaking my language of just like and it's random parallels, this. random parables connecting it to golf. Like Alan Watts, the story of the Chinese oh, farmer. Let's go. <laughs> I, mean, I probably have heard it, but let's go. You definitely let's, have. You read it, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, I mean, if it's long, we can read it. We have just no time limit. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Wi-Fi back here. Oh, we have a new Wi-Fi. We have a new Wi-Fi. You're probably not going to get it if you're connected to the one you're used to. It's fine. All right, the story of the Chinese farmer. And this, I think, relates a lot to golf, and I've kind of seen it throughout my journey. Okay. Um, well, so how, when did you find this story? I found this. Our family was doing a book club, a book titled The Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly. Jeez. Which is a good book. Like your parents were like, we're going to read together? Yeah, and we're still doing it. We're Dang. in the midst of a pause of the book club, but we're going to get back to it. That's great. But this passage was in there, and I saw this passage maybe on social media a while back. But it goes, once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer whose horse ran away. That evening, all of his members came around to commiserate. They said, we are sorry to hear your horse has run away. This is most unfortunate. The farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back bringing seven wild horses with it. And in the evening, everybody came back and said, oh, isn't that lucky? What a great turn of events. You now have eight horses. The farmer again said, maybe. The following day, his son tried to break one of the horses and while riding it, he was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors came over and said, oh dear, that's too bad. And then the farmer responded, maybe. The next day, the conscription officers came around to conscript people into the army, and they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. Again, all the neighbors came around and said, isn't that great? And then again, he said, maybe. The whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complexity, and it is really impossible to tell whether anything happens in it is good or bad because you never know the consequence or misfortune that it brings. So wow. when that Jeez. speaks to me on all levels, whether it's in a relationship, in school, like, oh, I failed this test. Is it bad? Well, I don't, I mean, in uh-huh. the moment, sure, but who knows what life lesson it will bring. So that has kept me really present mm. more so as of okay. late. And just, yeah, I mean, you never know if something's good or bad. So Looking back on it, maybe I'll have a better answer in a couple of months. But that 80, you know, taught me a lot of things. Not to be hard on myself, it brought out that maybe my attitude wasn't great that day. Um, so, yeah, there's always things to learn and decipher from a moment that maybe you don't have to put a good or bad outcome on it. Oh. So. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, that can, like, good. even in the midst of a round, that's, like, so true. Totally. Yeah. Right. Like you strap a drive. Oh, is that good? Sure. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it helps me stay really present and try to be more rational about things rather mm-hmm. than tying a result to it, being invested in the journey of being like, and I do this with putting. So I've struggled with the putter a little bit, and that's why usually when I play good, it's one of my better putting rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked with sports psychologist Jeff Fishbein, and 
we try to make everything as rational as possible. So it's not like, oh, I've missed the last three 10-footers on the previous three holes. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, this is a 10-footer up the hill. It's going to break two inches left, and I'm going to play it two more inches out right. So trying to be rational about everything rather than being emotional. Rather than, like, thinking about the past or being upset. Right. So, yeah. Does that work? Like... Being rational. Are you able to do? Are you able well, to do this? You're trying like, to get in that as much as you can. Of course, you can be a little emotional, but it's almost me talking to myself during my pre-shot routine. Got it. I'm like, okay, who cares what happened in the last hole? We're gonna play this, blah blah, and we're gonna. Yeah. yeah. I mean, man, that's it. I mean, the the, <laughs> the like the crit. I don't know if criticism. Maybe it's just like what I think the criticism is of. I feel like whenever I say things like this. I'll have somebody say like, oh, so, so what? So I'm just supposed to be happy shooting 80. No. You know what I mean? Right. I do know what you mean. I mean, no, you, I think it's just, you can learn from it. Sure. Is the biggest thing. Or like, you don't know how this will impact what, right. ha- you know, what happens yeah. next. Totally. And I'm sure that's hard. Sure. Second round of the state am like, I mean, for me, yeah. it, this moment maybe a little lower stakes but like let's say it's you know a corn fairy guy who wants to get his tour card and he misses a five foot putt like how are you supposed to see the positive in that yeah maybe there's not in that moment but you you never know so yeah Yeah. i don't know wow no i mean it's yeah it's great i I agree yeah but i love alan watts yeah it's funny he okay he's got another one it says i've been it's just like videos you just Google like or YouTube, just like Alan Watts. He's got a great voice. He does. There's really also like soothing, these other yeah. videos. He has a few. There's called like they're called after school, school with a K, and it's like they like animate them, like oh, his cool. talks. They're awesome. And he's got one. You mentioned like the journey a few times, but he's got one. It's titled "Life is Not a Journey." And interesting. Yeah, and he's like, he says, what does he talk about? He talks about how. The difference between between a journey and he's actually like he's like life is more like like a musical composition as opposed to as opposed to a journey with a finish line. Oh, because I see what you're saying. Yeah. Journey and the journey, the right. only thing that matters when people talk about the journey is like the end. Right. It's like right. where you get to. It's like but the top of the mountain. So what you're trying to say is what are you supposed to perceive as your destination? There probably is no destination. Yeah. Well, well, he's well. What he's saying is that he's like, if 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 that's how, like, imagine seeing music in that same way. He's like, the best, he's like, the best songs would be like the shortest or like the fastest songs, <laughs> or <Yeah>. like, or like, <laughs> that is true. The best people would just write like the ending note to a song, and like that would be it. But he's like, right. no. There's like something about music is like, you're you're like, there's a play and there's like a dance, and you like interact and flow with it in a different way than like. Hmm. A journey. He's like, journey. He's like, journey. Like, ever since you're like a kid, you're like, you have to go to kindergarten and then you pass that level and then you go to the next level and the next level and the next level. And there's always, we're just like conditioned. And then you have to go to college and then you have to get, go to graduate school and then you have to have a job. And at a job, you're going to have to do these tasks so you right. get money. And it's like, there's always just like a, like a checking things off that you just like have to do in like every part of life. And he's like, no, it's like a music and you're design, like, y- it, you're missing it if, if you don't like, Find a way to like sing and dance with it as it's happening. It's very cool. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So so what part? What's like? 
what's the music for you like in golf right now? Like what what about it? What part is of the song still, are we at? No, no. What <laughs> what about it are you like what I think there's parts of golf that's like I'm gonna go try to shoot my best score, I'm gonna go try to qualify for a certain tournament. There's other parts of like I'm gonna like I, I, I like really appreciate the feeling of like a well struck seven iron. You know what I mean? That's like dance. That's like right. the ma- yeah. so like what about golf? Like I'm not. Do you th- love right now? I'm not there. I love trying to win, and I haven't had a win since okay. Chick Evans okay. in high school. So okay. yeah, I'm really working hard to get the first college win. So well, what do you, uh, is there anything that's like exciting to you about like playing golf, even if it's not a competitive round? It is funny because I just played a non-competitive round of golf. Okay. And I played pretty terrible. And okay. I don't – there. Yeah, there's just something that I – I love hitting like an off-speed wedge. Okay. Like if it's like 100 yards and I hit a gap wedge, yeah. that's like the best feeling in the world. Mm. Um, All right. So maybe I'll ask this question yeah. to you differently. I asked this to Peter at in a previous podcast. So apologies for repeating it. But imagine like, you know – all this going on with Russia, N- you know, nuclear sure. bombs. It happens right now. <laughs> but somehow, like, this podcast studio is saved, you know, yeah. and and we're the only two people left alive. We're just out, like, foraging in this, like, post-apocalyptic world. Everything is, you know, flattened and gone and dusty. Right. But then, you know, like, te- you know, the PGA Tour is no more. Like, your dreams, you can't, you're never going to make it. Yep. Sorry. Um, but then... 10 years from now we like stumble upon like a golf course and a golf shop that's somehow been preserved and we can go do whatever we want. Like what is the first thing that you would do? Huh? Um, I'd probably like make a two footer and hear the sound of the ball going in the hole. Okay. Yeah. It's a great sound. Got it. Um, yeah. But then try okay. to, Try to beat whatever the course record is. I don't know. <laughs> we set our own course okay. record. Fair. I mean, we would. I mean, you would beat me most likely. So hopefully. Um, um, okay, but no, the sound of the ball. Yeah. That's a good oh, answer. That. That's right. your answer. That's your like. Yeah. Dancing or I will say there was a there was a putt I hit. Um, it sounds like putting. Not, I think you're really like putting. It seems like. I do. Everything when you I'm talk about well. that's yeah. good is usually around putting. Right. Um, just when, yeah, when I feel in control on a putting green, golf can be really fun. Um, I hit like a 25 footer at the Illinois Open, and it was kind of a, the pin was on like a top tier, maybe a shelf that's like 10 by 10 feet. It's pretty tucked. And I was on the bottom. So you could, from my view, you can see the ball. I hit a really good putt and kept my head down nicely. You could see the ball rolling up the hill, and as it crests, like I knew it was in. Mm. And like the last. And I was like, it was almost I hit this and two feet out, I'm like, bang. Like, okay, let's go. Like, first birdie of the day. And that was honestly the best feeling in the world. Like, seeing the ball, like, two feet out and then drip over the edge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. So, like, if that course course we found, if we made our way to St. Andrews and it was still preserved, you would be, like, hitting putts over the mounds and and trying to, like, half pipes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what what gets you going. Yeah. Well, cool. It's a good question. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Oh, Alan Watts. I was like, like, how did that even <laughs> come up? Um, all right. Um, 
in the past we've talked about um the no lane up youtube series called strapped sure yeah um this is a show about these two guys who they take five hundred dollars and they go on a golf trip for a weekend and they go to places like iowa and i don't know louisiana baton rouge vermont they went to peoria peoria illinois whatever it's just it's about golf but it's also about like people they meet their friendship right like what can you do in a city for five hundred dollars in a weekend yeah but it's sort of that that's kind of like the structure of it but then they you know it's not like let's go spend 18 dollars at this place and then 11 dollars at this place it's like kind of like them just like it gives them a limitation and makes it more interesting um but anyway can like this can be found on youtube it's called strapped by knowing knowing up up. yeah so i have maybe not a personal connection to knowing up but they're a bunch of my ohio grads so that makes me root for them even more but yeah i follow them on twitter and gosh they're just the best um what is it about what is it about strapped that that you like well big randy's my favorite okay um shout out yeah can you describe like why shout out what, Phil Landis. what do you what do you like about him i mean <laughs> his witty sense of humor and all of them yeah. have great senses of humor dj i love his sense of humor too um yeah there's just it's just that dry sarcastic kind of tone but it's very real and yeah they're just a bunch of regular guys um playing golf and yeah the way that they kind of go about things in a very nonchalant relaxed way is pretty hysterical so yeah, I found myself like laughing out loud to a couple of their strap videos. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Do you have a favorite? Do you have like a favorite place that they've been? Like a most um, memorable episode. Their tourist sauce stuff is really good, but for strapped, um, I think the Saint Rapio. Do you remember that yeah. one? So there was a, a Louisiana. priest. Yeah. A pastor, a priest. Yeah. Was it Louisiana? Yeah. Or was it East Coast? No, nope. I've I've okay. watched it multiple times. Okay, I guarantee you, it's okay. Louisiana I want to say one. it was New York, but nope, no, I promise Louisiana. it was okay. the first episode of Louisiana one, and then after <laughs> that they go they go and they stay with that girl who has a big dog. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So it's the first one. Good memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I think it was a priest, right? Yeah. They were playing with gave Neil and uh Big Randy ball markers. That said, strapped personalized, on it. like custom, right? Ones. Like he made engraved, yeah, 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 like a very thoughtful gesture, yeah. And Randy's like, "Oh my gosh, thank you." And Neil's like, oh, "Saint Rapio, what is that?" Because like, the because no, the D looks like an O, and he right, like, and then the S, the first ST of strapped was like kind of separated from the wrapped part, yeah. Um, yeah, that was and hilarious. So the whole and time there, Big Randy like would not praying to down. the God of Saint Rapio, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, and then Rapio the whole was with uh, they right, and yeah. then. The funniest ongoing joke probably is Neil and his Icarito yeah. type stuff where he flies too close to the sun. Um, and whether it's him, what's starting under par trying to get the the mega bonus mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or the long left miss on when he's in the fairway. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny. And we caught on our golf team a little bit. Me and Jack Ebner, uh, one of my buddies in my Ohio. Um, Given Icarito shout every now and again, so yeah, it's fun. Wow. Yeah. Do uh-huh. you? It seems like you relate more to you're like more of a big Randy though than than Neil. Yeah. 
Probably, I think Randy and I have we have pretty similar personalities, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it stinks how he moved to Denver and can't get in the the kill house as much as he can. Yeah. But it's all right. All right, life goes on. It's all right. Um, I have a few few questions left. Do you have any um Do you have any ideas of how to make golf better? I know yours would be play with seven or eight clubs. Yeah, but I already made that. Um, we we do sometimes do like a half baked golf ideas podcast. Um, yeah, make golf better. My favorite is that like the mass whoever wins the Masters should have to wear the jacket in competition for the rest of the calendar year. Mm. Be pretty sick. Interesting. You know they could outfit it with some like add some stretch to yeah. it, but like you're wearing that thing. You know, because they wear it to like. Right. The Knicks game when they go sit courtside. Yeah, you, you know what? I actually, be wearing it at the, at what the I liked was the commissioner for a day podcast. Okay, Nolan Up did it okay. on their trap draw, I think. All right, and Big Randy had an idea, or maybe it was someone. Once the first group of pl- play tees off, yeah, and you hit in a bunker. There's no rakes in the bunkers. No rakes. So you see guys all the time had that going. Yeah. Going for a par five and two, yep. and be like, oh, let me just dump it in that front greenside bunker. Yeah. Technically, a bunker's supposed to be a hazard. I agree. So if you're, you know, if you're in a footprint or something, Incredible. don't hit in the bunker. I made, so I made so. that case on, on our podcast Did as you? well, no rakes. And then COVID happened and they took away all the rakes and it, it was fine. There you go. Or, but I mean, you would you really like. No, that would be so annoying. You would hate it, right? So, or so there, <laughs> that wouldn't make so. I right. need to, is there anything that you would actually like that would make it better? I think that's an interesting um, idea. Or, or is it is it perfect? Is it perfect I the way it is? That's a tough question to be on the spot. Um, or maybe it's about college golf. Is somehow a, speed up pace of play. Mm. Which how long does a round take? Like five hours. It's pretty. You've probably had some that were six. Oh yeah, that's yeah. tough. 36 days are sun up to sundown always. So, How um, would you do it? I honestly don't know. Where does the slow play come from? I really think it's just everyone's caring about their score. You're really taking your time on the greens. And then you've got a reachable par five and you have three groups backed up. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a solution, to be honest. It do just they shotgun starts. start? Yeah. So, so maybe there's something. your solution. How many group? How many people per group? Three. No. Is that four ever? Yeah, but rarely. Mostly it's threes. Usually three. Okay. But yeah, but it would, it has to be a shotgun start. Otherwise, we couldn't get thirty six holes in with tee times. But I'm just saying we got to come up with some solution to it. Yeah. Um. I would in, inside in two feet. You're good. Scrape it. Wow. Done. That's fantastic. I, I that would be a big change. Yeah, because yeah, you hit it to two feet. You mark. Oh doing. yeah, go around the hole. Yeah, yep. do the whole routine. It's tough. Right. Granted, not all two footers are, are the same depending on the slope around there, but and you could like mark it. You could mark it with some paint. Yeah, you'd have a little circle. Yeah, be a little extra work for the grounds crew, but they'd figure it out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, what are you most excited about right now? In general. <laughs> In general. Um, 
gosh, I don't know. Just excited to wake up each day and live life to the fullest. Wow. <laughs> Great. Shout out Alan Watts. Okay. Um, uh, I know you got something something else you're excited there's gotta be something you're excited about oh, in general well we were talking about i wasn't doing i was sorry i wasn't leading to this talk about our website but um, no but that we I'm, could. I'm very excited it. about okay. it yeah okay, so great. i'm starting a website um okay. called in the zone yes um i announced it at the m360 dinner earlier this week um and yeah i the best way i could describe it is what would 16 year old danny fisher like to know back then so me now sitting here at 21, almost 22, gone through tournament experiences and playing with really high-level players, um, kind of putting together a package monthly or even weekly, um, and hopefully you know targeting that kind of age group, and hopefully they get something out of it. So when you say like you, what would what would 16-year-old Danny Fisher have have what do you say have have wanted or have needed? Right. What do you mean, like? What, where were you at that point in your life, and and what did you kind of need differently? What do you mean? Well, I to be honest, I didn't know what I needed. Okay. And I think. But what you know? What what was your like? What was your like golf? Right. So I was like at that point eighty at the time, and I did wanted, you want to play college golf? And I wanted to play Division One golf. Okay. That was the goal. Okay. That's kind of all I knew. I didn't know what that entailed. Even. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna practice every day. For a while and see how good I can get. Got it. Um, but I think it would be helpful to have a site like this where kids could have more of a detailed step plan and see what I'm going through so now they can live a little bit through me in a way or at least get information that I am going through so they're kind of learning from me and with me to um, kind of get the most out of it. Because, you know, I looked up to a guy like Patrick Flavin, who's now almost playing on the PGA Tour. So, you know, I would love to prick his brain as much as I can, and I still do. I call him every once in a while. Um, so just learning from a guy like that um, would, I think, be a pretty cool opportunity. And we, we met about this, you know, before the podcast, but, yes. like, what types of things, like, can you be a little more specific of what types of things you're hoping to, uh, to like, put on the site? Like, what type of yeah. information um, or videos or, or what? Right, so I love writing, so blog posts would be a big part of it, where um, whether it's tournament recaps or kind of a day in the life of a practice for me, um, hopefully people would find that very interesting, and I think they would. Um, player interviews. I've already got one interview up there. Shout out to Igor Zotov. He's on our Miami team right now. Um but yeah, different college players and maybe coaches. So I think that's super interesting to see everyone's different story about how they got there and where they're going and their dreams. And then, yeah, the round recaps, like I mentioned earlier, whether that's in video format. And I'd love to you know, eventually have a subscriber base where it could be interactive and you know, they can pick my brain a little bit like, like I would like to pick. So you would like be recapping your own r- your round, like a tournament round, and yeah. you like talk about that. Right. And yeah, and that I'd still have to go over kind of how that would look like and make it sure. beneficial for the viewer. But, um, but like things you've learned or maybe right. key moments right. of like the round. Yeah, even like a shot. I remember the Illinois Open. I've been struggling with hitting some spinners. So I mm-hmm. had 158 off an uphill lie mm-hmm. into a right-to-left wind, or the wind was into off the right. 
back flag. Mm. So uphill lie, back yeah. flag into wind. Okay. It's like, gosh, how do I hit this shot? Well, I put a little seven iron in the back of my stance and chipped it. So did it work? It did work. Yeah, a little low draw back there. Um, cool. But yeah, just just different shots like that, and you know, it's easy to fall into the habit of just practicing the same yeah. thing, whether you're in here in the cube and mm-hmm. like you're on the flat lies. But yeah, I think people would find the detail oriented uniqueness of that pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, those are the shots that for a lot of people is like, well, what am I supposed to do here? Like, oh, I'll, I'll just hit a six iron. I'll, I'll just hit it. And right. Then it's yeah. Like without actually thinking and then through. like that right yeah. to left wind up the hill, it's like that's way left. Correct. And probably short. Or in the water. Or, yeah. In the water. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. well, I hit it anyway. I didn't really know what. Yeah. 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 So just giving a, and kind of the round recap would be like, building on the round whether i shoot a 62 or an 80 um i think it'd be cool for viewers to see both sides of that so so why why are you doing this um i think it'd be cool to give back and also um as a way i'm trying to with the new nil rules i think it'd be cool to use my name to maybe benefit off of that a little bit um and i think yeah i can relate to people and people can relate to me so um with one day of Turning pro, hopefully, using mm. some of that income from the site to, uh, you know, connect to a larger audience. So Yeah, because you can't just, it's not like you just graduate college and then you s- say, like, I'm turning pro, and then you're in the PGA Tour. No, that is, like, like the last. <laughs> Unless you're maybe Colin Morikawa and you win and, like, yeah. your fourth start. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be as proactive about it. and. But, like, you're going to have to, like... I mean, I, like you're gonna ha- is, is part of this that like you need m- you will need money to like support yeah, yourself a little bit when right. you're playing. If yeah. you're, once you like go, I think it's that golf. part of it while giving back to people that I can give back to. Sure. So, yeah. But I mean, as far as that's better than like selling it insurance or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I would think so. Doing the golf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A range is so that's cool because nothing, right. no, yeah. I mean, nothing. There, I don't know that there's anything like quite like that. Whereas, like, who, how could I see like a top level player like recapping their round? I think that's right. And cool. having, I don't know that that's having there. the unique voice, yeah, yeah. That's why I think there's a lot of draw to it. And there's not, you know, a single college player that I know that is doing this. Okay. So, wow, well, great. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to, I suppose, we'll. Once it's in its like polished form, well, we can follow up on it. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a follow up. Um, cool. Anything? Um, okay, I asked what you're most excited about. What are you uh, most nervous about? Nothing at the moment, Nothing. which is interesting. I don't know. I just feel, I feel comfortable, okay. which is exciting. I've gotten the hang of college after okay. three years, <laughs> okay. so I'm excited to be a leader on the team. Okay. Um, and yeah. I, it's kind of it. I mean, of course, bad rounds will happen and good rounds will happen and just take them as they go. Are so. you, am I, I, I hope I'm not misremembering. Isn't in your first few years of college, like hasn't w- one, either your like fall or spring season been like much better than the Fall's other? Fall's always been way better. Okay. So Chris and I actually sat down yesterday and yeah, we'll just have to come up with it. I, I respond really well to seeing ball flight and interacting with, you know actual turf okay so being indoors has always been hard okay or harder so you um, think like the indoor like the the winter 
Right. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, you definitely take a step back, but I'll try to be outside as much as I can, mm-hmm. whether it's going south. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it's oh, Peter Donahue. Pete is here. Pete. I mean, I mean, Pete, let's. You guys can you guys can share a mic. Um, we have like a surprise guest. What a what a treat, Pete. He's here. Just welcome. Upstairs. Well, thank you very much, Danny. Nice to see you. Likewise. <laughs> um, um, here, let's give Pete the mic. Pete. Um, so we've we've just been kind of a, I don't know, talking to Danny. You know, things he's been working on, how his summer has been going. I'm curious, what is your first memory of Danny? My first memory of Danny was that uh, he he was in our very first. M360 class, and as I recall, there were five or six, right? Yeah, and uh, and so name those people for me. I'll grab this. Um, Jason Folker, Bella Martino, Julia Shafir, myself, and was that it? Yeah. Eva Curie. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing uh, that. Uh, Danny was a freshman. I think we're good now. With Danny was a freshman, okay. and uh, Jason was a senior. Okay. At, and they were both from Lake Forest, and so it's a small group. So I asked, uh, I asked Jason if he was, uh, what his intentions were or what he was doing by way of Danny. Was he mentoring him or ignoring him? Hmm. Really? Yeah. And what did he say? He said he was ignoring him <laughs> <laughs> because he was an upper class. Of course. You know, what are you going to sure. do when a freshman comes out of the team? Are you going to be a great guy and embrace him and welcome to the team and stuff like that? Well, not everybody's like that. So I was just kind of curious as to what their relationship was. And they they developed a relationship. Oh, yeah. big. T- is this mic working? Yeah, it's good. That's okay, good. Um, yeah, I'm happy to call Jason a good friend, so maybe I'll have to talk to him about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a young man. He was finding himself. Oh, I yeah. I mean, that class right. was pretty yeah. good for him, you know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> right. And you. I mean, you were like, you know, fully, uh, you brought you brought it. You know, you brought no, full yeah, energy. Oh, my gosh. M360 was a game changer. Yeah. And the more people you have, as you've experienced, because you've experienced it since then, you know, uh, you know, <coughs> how... Uh, valuable it is for everybody in the troop to bring the energy because you can get people who aren't enrolled in your values and what you're about and that's that's kind of a drag totally yeah i mean and and it was fun coming to practice each night um i think it started at five and maybe by the end of it there were like 12 and what now they're like 34 or something yeah Yeah, it's crazy Mm -hmm. um but yeah if everyone would brought it you'd see the effect and then your golf game would just get it just kind of rub mesh on each other and get really really good so isn't that incredible yeah. i mean it really is true that yeah. you know you couldn't do that alone oh no <laughs> you, you know, can only push yourself so much yeah right yeah and there's a certain dynamic that happens with you know people who are all interested and all in right you know where they i don't know they open up doors for each other totally yep well um wh- peter what uh what changes have you noticed in in Danny since you've since you've known him? 
Well, I think that um, I think there's a self-assurance, you know. I mean, I think, and that's a difficult thing for young guys, especially golfers. Sure. You know, is this? You know, is sometimes uh, you know you feel like you're riding on an edge that you might fall off of and never be able to get back on it again, right? I don't know. You probably yeah. don't have right. that yeah. experience of the game, but any rate, that's that was that was mine. And you know, you're going out and. You know, uh, and having us having an identity out there in the group is something that you have to work for, isn't it? I mean, you're just a stranger totally. in a strange land in the right. beginning, right? Yep. I mean, I, I met a guy one time. His name was Duke Delcher. He was the assistant over at Bobolink, and he was a hell of a player. Now, his theory was <clears throat> that your performance was just a sine curve. You know, it just your biorhythms go up and down during the year and you, you have a big peak, a big valley, a little peak and a little valley or something like that. And I think subsequently people have looked at earnings and winnings on tour and performance and kind of validated that some. So his theory was that if he could get out there on a high and start to play good, then he'd get to be invited to play with the better players in the practice round mm -hmm. and they would regard him as one of them, like Scheffler. Sure. Right? Scheffler, yeah. Ryder Cup guy, all of a sudden is like, oh, my God, I'm one of them. Right. Did you ever have that? Did you ever start to feel like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Maybe I'm, on a smaller scale than Scotty Scheffler, but, yeah, a little bit this summer for sure. This yeah. summer? Well, right, when shooting 62 and then, you know, you mm -hmm. have officials and volunteers coming up to you and at tournaments other than where, you, mm, where I sure. shot that, so. Oh yeah, no, it's been cool. This? So if we talk about weight, we actually talked, we talked about waves earlier, Pete, as he had Danny's best round was sixty-two, his worst round was eighty, and how there's a this summer, this yeah. summer, and how Al, Al, there's a philosopher Alan Watts who has this idea that like it's like a wave, right? Where like there's top of wave and the bottom of the wave, and they're both two different parts of the wave, but like they're both essential to the wave existing, right? Like you can't have it with one without the other. Um, and, but, I, but I'm curious on that, that, that way, right? Like the waves of the up and down. Um, I know like Danny, for you, one of like those peaks of like you feeling like you've made it was like winning Chick Evans. Yeah. And then would you say this summer was like the next highest one? For sure. Without winning anything. Yeah. Sure. But as far as like the Chick Evans, you, what did yes. you feel like when you won that? The Chick Evans? Yeah. Like you probably didn't feel like I can be a professional golfer, but you probably felt like I... Right, I belong, I'm, right. I belong with maybe what, I'm the ready, best players my age. Maybe I'm or ready what? to start playing college golf. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But now it's like, oh, now I feel like I can, you know, hold my own with almost anyone. With so. anyone. Right. Wow. Oh. Really? See, that's what right. I mean. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, and, and it was, I'm, I'm not going to say inevitable, but, uh, but you know, um, the, is the fact that he uh, enrolled – in, in meditation, you know, I mean, enrolled in the idea and, pr and developing a practice out of it. Um, you know, I think is, is when you start developing practices, you, you don't just develop one, you know, you start developing practices in everything that you're doing. So, right. I mean, you yeah. were, but the fact that, 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 uh, I don't know, I, I see the, the, the words that, that get written by Arthur on sheets of paper like equanimity and acceptance and things like that. I mean, is that a part of... Uh, you're not nuts 
is, is kind of what I'm. Uh, what oh, I'm totally. Yeah. You're not no, manic. You're not like, what up? No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I try to be as level headed out there as possible. And Arthur's, I mean, Arthur and I, are, I think we have a call in like 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, we're staying up to date on it. And yeah, I attribute almost everything to mindfulness so far. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Wow. And isn't that amazing? I mean, that that's what, uh, you know, when when the, the St. Andrews golfers, you know, started their uh, their announcement of you know themselves back in 1580 whatever, and they said, be you know, they put it since we are admired of the ancient and healthful exercise of the golf, and and you know, and a lot of people, when you think about that, a lot of people you know who are ambitious golfers are nuts. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because they're not they're not practicing equanimity and acceptance and growing themselves intentionally in those regards. And, you know, I mean, when you mm. look at the fortunes of guys that you see on the on the stage of the PGA Tour and you see like the ups and downs that they go through. Right. How could you not go nuts? Yeah. How could you not go nuts? <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think it's that you have you practice. Yeah, it's something to fall back on, and whether it's each morning or a couple times a week. That, yeah, I mean, I've found it so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. How has your? I'm curious how your like. I know at one point you were meditating like an hour a day. Is that right? True? Yeah, no longer. So what? Admit. So like, how, yeah. How has that like? Right. How has that journey shifted for you? And where are you? And at I will with it say, now? then again, it was in a group with other people meditating. Like anything, it was easier to meditate. Um, so not that the determination has gone away, but you know, whether I'm, I just need, and I'm still working on this. I need to make it more of a priority. So right now it's a couple times a week for 15 minutes. Okay. Um, but I feel like the, the, you must have like developed, like, again, maybe think of it like a wave of like, there can be different seasons of, of it. And then, but like, you must have developed, you know, in my opinion with like meditation, if it, if it's working, I don't know about working. I shouldn't even say in my opinion, in my, in my guess. I don't know what I'm talking about. That like, is it? Could it be that like you, you used this and like developed yourself to like a certain level that then sure. it becomes less like essential that you're doing it every single day because you're just generally like maybe more that level headed. The baseline is now higher. Yeah, yeah. Like in your day to day, like I, your day to day experience is different because right, of your that, time. That might meditating. be a question for Arthur. But, but I'm curious. I'm asking for you because, like, how have you experienced it yourself? Oh, right. Like, I use it. I'm like, I feel like I use it without even using it. Okay. Like right now, yeah. when I'm not talking, like, I'm just kind of like, like, it's a little different than like, like, there's not all those thoughts going on in my mm -hmm. head that maybe I would have sure. if I hadn't done it. So see, there you go. Yeah. Um, That's how the water rises in right. the, in the lock. Yeah. Still goes up and down, but it's right. getting up there. Yeah. 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 Isn't that awesome? Yeah. 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 That's how you change your nervous system. And that's how I think people, you know, sometimes just say, well, that's just the way I am. Mm. And then, you know, the what, what? You're not going <laughs> to try to make yourself better because that's right. just the way you are. Yeah, that's great. What if point. you're a jerk? It's <laughs> just the way I am. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it's. We, we all, we, when we look at it, you know, that opportunity that, uh, listen, we sometimes, uh, you know, have situations that we can handle and you recognize, as I'm sure you do now, that your boat, you know, goes over these waves 
pretty smoothly right. in some cases, but some things you get overstimulated by, and you're not able to control the way you're reacting to it, but it's just a question of taking it on, practicing it, you know, at that level. So, you know, inviting the opportunity to, ah, shooting 62. I mean, did you ever, like, feel you were on a tightrope ready to fall off, or were you just smoking hot all the way? Yeah, no. Felt good. That's great. Yeah, which was also surprising about that day. You know, you'd think there would be, like, a shot that would maybe throw me off, but... So yeah, did you hit any bad shots where that might have happened? Or Oh, first tee ball was terrible. <laughs> Glenn Flora, have you played Glenn Flora? Oh, sure. yeah. So hole 10, is kind of f- I started on 10, kind of funky, par 4 down. Yeah. So I had 4 iron off that tee yeah. and was, like, behind a tree. And, like, I hit it probably 170 yards, like, almost ho- – It's like it was, like, hosel adjacent. And, like, low skinny heel and had 190 in. When, and that hole, you should have probably 130. Um, made a really good par. But, yeah, I mean, there were shots like that. But maybe with the mindfulness and everything, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, it's just a shot and on to the next. and Right. And we were talking about how I try to make golf as rational as possible rather than emotional. Like, okay, here's the next shot. Not, oh, I skanked a couple four irons on the range type deal. So, yeah, it's been fun. That's great. Um, Pete, do you have any uh, any questions for Danny before we wrap up? No, I think he just, uh, you know, I think he just said it. You know, I think that, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a j- journal of, uh, you know, a guy's growth yeah. in the game and, uh, and making deliberate decisions to create himself. Sure. You know, instead of letting events mm. be the creation process. Yeah. Oh, I won, so now I have yeah. confidence. Uh, you know, I mean, sure. you know, if you if you think that's the way it works, then you know you're subject to to the whims and vagaries of life. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're the master of your ship, as uh, some guy said, uh, Jimmy Dean, not the famous actor, he said, you know. I can't control the way the wind blows, but I can adjust my sails hmm. and get to where I want to be, right. you know? Yeah, so Danny is leaving Monday for his his junior your junior year? Or senior year? Technically. You, have, you got a COVID year, my right? My so fourth, my second to last year. You have two years so of school years left. left. Yeah. And he's then, you know, trying to play professional golf after that. Do you, Pete, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have any... Do you have any advice for him or, or any anything you would like wish wish for him? Yes, please. As he, anything. As he goes off in the next stage of his journey. For what he's doing right sure, now? Just, I mean, I, I would think it would just be to cultivate, you know, his his optimism, you know, in in himself and his faith that, you know, he'll generate uh, good experiences and be able to grow from every experience that you have. I know you already know that. Right. So I would just say, you know, um, so what I wish for you is, is, is just to continue that because, uh, you know, because I have, I have every confidence in you. I think that you, you know, one of the things that you impressed uh, me with right away was um, the fact that you didn't 
that you made a decision as a young man to take control of, of this, which is really unusual. So you've had all kinds of practice, you know, over your high school and now your college years of making yourself and other guys. And, and so my confidence in your uh, success, and that means that you can, for me, is that you continue to find meaningful experiences and let your, you know, your own abilities grow without you getting in their way too much, that um, I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything you know, that you, you do. Because when you look at those guys out there, like Justin Thomas, and uh, I mean, these guys are making themselves. Right, they did just a yeah. lucky gene club, you know, and uh, and that's what I think. Uh, I think that that's most interesting to me. It's what somebody makes out of the experience. So somebody that co goes in and has all kinds of talents and makes a little bit out of that, I don't think that's as nearly as neat a story as this guy made this out of what he's got. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, that's what great the John Wooden, the great coach said, that's mm -hmm. the measure. Who's the best basketball player you ever uh, saw when asked when pressed that this guy coached uh, Lou Alcindor uh, uh, and uh, he coached Gail Goodrich, he coached all kinds of Keith uh, Wilkes and the two guys that he said were the best players that he ever had were guys that you've never even heard of. <laughs> but he said because they made themselves the best That's cool. that they could be. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Pete. Glad you're able to stop by. Danny, thank you as always. No, thank you. Clean contact. Appreciate it. Thanks. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you.